0: Hey guys, welcome back. This is The Walking Well Podcast. I'm your host, Jalon Martz. If you've been following the podcast for any amount of time, um, you know that we usually take the fifth week, fifth Monday of the month, and we'll take a break, and that'll be the listener sort of catch-up week, um, because, you know, we're releasing podcasts every week. Sometimes you fall behind, or you didn't get a chance to listen, or you haven't finished one, so July ended with that, Um, but we had a really great time in July talking about seasons of marriage. Um, As a single person, I was taking notes. All day long. Each interview was just rich to me. So I hope it was really enriching to you guys. Because, um, you know, my goal is always to give you something to help you live your life well. Um, because I think there's just so much wisdom out there in the earth, whether that's natural wisdom or godly wisdom. Um, but there's so much wisdom in the earth to be able to avoid potholes because other people have already hit them and, and kind of bought the lesson for you. So um, I just really hope that that was a good. Series of, of of interviews of podcast episodes. Um, I hope it blessed your socks off as it did mine. Um, but this month, I'm really stoked about this month's topic because um, we're starting a series called "Check Yourself." I love this because I'm really big on self awareness, self growth. You know, um, we you know did a self care um, series, season one. So I'm really excited to sort of spend this time to acknowledge that sometimes it is us. It's not other people. It's not the people around us that are messed up. Sometimes it's us, right? And so we need to take a step back and check ourselves and really um, examine our heart, examine our skill set, you know, grow better so we can glow up, all of that good stuff. So We are talking about checking ourselves this month. Um, And, you know, as always, I hope that it's my my aim is to always give you something practical, give you something livable where you live. And so um, (laughs) this week (laughs) we're talking about when you are a hater. And what do I mean by that? So, um, you know, we've got we're in the age of social media and you know, everybody's shining on the interwebs and doing things and going here and getting married and buying houses and getting the promotion um, and starting the thing and ex- and experiencing all this crazy success, right? And so um, as a millennial, as a 20-something, um, you just, and I think all of us are really kind well, most of us are living in this space where life is lived online and so much of your experience happens online. And so um, when you're on Facebook, when you're on Instagram. Twitter, whatever, you are seeing everybody live, you know, quote unquote, the good life, no matter how much we know that it's a highlight reel and that people are only putting their good pictures and their great trips and not giving you the backstory and the meltdowns and things. Um, a lot of times that is... Um, is a is a point of frustration. It can be a, a, a source of agitation, um, but sometimes it's just you know your friends are the people that you know in real life are experiencing successes. Um, you know, I'm in a group of friends where I've got friends that are getting married, or you know, got engaged, or they've got the job that they want, and they're making money, and they're buying houses, and um, doing all of these things that I'm like, oh, that's a good thing. Oh, that's a good thing that's a good thing. Oh, I want to do that. Oh, I wish I was there. Oh, I want to be, you know. And um, sometimes it's hard to truly celebrate with others. Sometimes it's hard for your heart to really be like excited to be in that with them. Um, And so I just want to take some time to talk about what to do when you find yourself being a hater. (laughs) And sometimes, you know, being a hater is not necessarily like being antagonistic openly. Sometimes being a hater is simply not being able to rejoice with those who are rejoicing, with those who are tasting success or seeing the fruit of God's goodness in their life. Um, And so whether you're in that place where you're like, it is just, I can't, I cannot watch another person, you know, get engaged or, you know, I'm sick and tired of not being in a house and everybody else is just buying up houses. Wherever you are, whatever that thing is, that's just, a, a, um, becoming and being an agitation that's um, keeping you from being able to rejoice with people that you love and that you actually care about. Um, there's something, there's there's a remedy for that, right? Um, so, um, let me think. Let's go to Psalms 37.3 um, because, you know, when Jesus' chin checks me, I just pass that on to y'all because I figure that's economical and efficient. <laughs> you don't have to get the beat down that I got. So... Um, Psalms 37, verse 3. I like the Amplified, you guys know this. It says, trust in, rely on, lean on and be confident in the Lord and do good. So shall you dwell in the land and feed surely on his faithfulness and truly shall you be fed. So one of these days this past week when I was just sitting outside having my quiet time and just being honest and vulnerable with the Lord and let me just say that's one of you know I've said this before but that's really one of the first steps to ever seeing any kind of growth momentum movement in your life is you being able to like tell the Lord was really up like was really up was really going on with you. Um, And so I was just telling the Lord, like, Jesus, I'm not really happy for this person. (laughs) I'm kind of bothered that it's not happening for me. And I know that's a problem. And I don't want to be that way. Like, I want to be genuinely excited when things are good, things are happening to people in my life. And um, the Lord was like, oh, why don't you go over to, you know, Psalms 37. And I remember looking at the scripture and being like, hmm, that don't make me feel no better, though. (laughs) You know, I'm still... Like not like, whoa, go girl. Yes, sir, do it. You know, I'm still not like feeling it. I'm still not feeling it. I'm actually still feeling envious or jealous or like, why it ain't me. You know, I'm still in that space. Um But I love that this verse, like so many other good ones, talks about trust. Um and I love that because I heard this example before when uh my my spiritual dad was speaking on portion and how to be content with our portion. Um, and one of the things he said was, you know, when you, you go to a restaurant and go fast food chain or whatever, and you place your order, and, you know, you stand off to the side and wait for them to call your number if you're at Chick-fil-A or McDonald's or something. Um, and you know, if somebody's number gets called ahead of yours, you don't flip out and be like, Oh my God, oh, I'm just leaving this place. I can't believe it. They're not going to ever bring my food. You know, that's not your reaction. You go, oh, okay. I'm closer, my number is closer because they were here before me, you know i'm I'm next up in the queue or i'm I'm closer than I was before. I know that I'm coming up next um, and that that's our that should be our posture that you know if God can be faithful to them to other people, then I can trust him to be faithful to me, you know, I can trust God, I know that he sees me, I know that the desires in my heart are desires that he's placed there. Um, if he's faithful enough to. You know, send them a spouse, hook them up so they can get this house for a great deal, get the card that they really desire, whatever. I can trust him. I can lean on him and go, I know you're going to do it. I know you're going to be faithful. Um, But this other piece that really kind of just hit me in the chest was um, trust in the Lord. Right. We got that. And in doing that, you're going to dwell on the land and feed surely on his faithfulness and truly shall you be fed. And so just settling your soul down like, okay, if I trust God, if I, if I look back on all the other times that he's been faithful, all the other times that he's taken notice of things that just sort of bubbled up in my heart that I never even asked him for the things that he knew I would enjoy that I didn't even know I wanted. If I just look back at his faithfulness, I can settle myself down and know God's going to feed me. God's going to take care of me. Look at the birds. They get fed. They don't do anything to get fed. You know, he takes such good care of the grass of the field and the flowers that no one will see. I know that he can take care of me. Let me just settle down. And so that was the challenge. The Lord was like, I'm faithful. <laughs> you know, I see you. I know what you desire. Um trust me. You know, it gets hard. It gets heavy. It's not enjoyable, but you can trust the Lord. You you've got a track record of faithfulness with him, right? Um So, you stand in the line, you don't freak out. The other thing I think is kind of central to this issue is maturity. You know, as believers, <sighs> you know maturity is not a feeling it's a choice you have to choose to grow up so that you can grow up okay um but yeah maturity is a choice you have to choose that you're going to um, give a different response you have to choose to come up under the weight or the pressure of of a negative um or or just like a like a weight so i think about you know if you go to the gym and um, you walk in the gym, you get ready, right? You put on the shoes that you need to wear, the shorts that you need to wear. You're ready for the gym. You're going to the gym. You're going to work out. The point of going to the gym is to get healthier, is to get stronger, is to get more toned, um, you know, to have a better heart health, whatever your reasons are for the gym, you're going to go get better. Um, and so when you show up to the gym, you don't look down, you know, you don't walk up to the the rack of weights and then like, oh my gosh, I have to lift, this is heavy, you know. No, you have an understanding that that weight is there to help you get stronger. And so you get up under it and you press it. Even if, you know, your legs get a little fatigued on your reps or you're shaking a little bit, you know that the weight is producing, as you push it, stronger muscles, bigger muscles, a better heart. You guys, I did an aerobic, where I, I messed around and decided I was going to try like a little hit YouTube video and i've been working out for the past 5 or 6 weeks and so you know like strength training um that hit workout it was like 40 minutes at minute 10 i was like nope tap out i'm done give me give me some no equipment strength something and it was an, it exposed right like my heart was a thumping out of my chest <laughs> but it exposed that i was i was not my heart wasn't healthy my lungs were burning y'all like i'm coughing an hour after I finished my workout because my lungs are just like, you hurt us. <laughs> we are hurt. Um, but sometimes like that was an expose, you know, so, so begin to see those moments where your flesh or your, you know, your flesh flares up with envy or jealousy. or you are like, yay golf clap? You know, when something good happens to someone begin to see those moments as opportunities to bench that weight, you know, begin to see them as opportunities to sow good seed. Um, my brother said this, no, such a good example, you know, or just such a good perspective that those are opportunities for you to sow good seed. You'd want someone to rejoice with you, even though you don't feel it because feelings are not our masters. Um, they're great indicators. They make terrible leaders. Um, so don't allow your feelings to lead you. Decide that you're going to sow by faith into that thing. I'm going to sow rejoicing into that good thing that happened to you because I want good things to happen to me. I want people to rejoice with me. I'm going to sow that into your life because you, you can't think that you're going to reap something that you didn't sow, right? And at the same time, you're working that Um, you're working that toxin out of your soul. You're working that toxin out of your spirit. Like, no, I'm not going to be jealous. I'm not going to be envious. I'm going to choose joy because joy is a fruit of the spirit. Joy isn't a feeling. Joy is an exercise, is an outworking of the spirit of God on the inside of you, right? So you choose joy. You choose to go, my reaction to this is going to be happiness, is going to be rejoicing, is going to be, oh my gosh, girl, that's awesome. I'm going to rejoice with you. I'm going to exercise myself unto godliness. I'm going to sow into my spirit. I'm going to build up myself in the in the fruit of the spirit, I'm gonna do those things so that I develop in godliness and, and Christ like character. Um because that's that's maturity, right? That's what it looks like to become mature. Mature is Um, when my flesh wants to go left, I decide that we're going right. I, I, I turn it in the direction of holiness, in the direction of righteousness, and I subject it to the Spirit of God on the inside of me. If we keep going with our feelings whenever they want to go somewhere, we're going to stay immature. We're going to stay, um, immature Christians. We're going to stay carnal Christians. We're going to stay messy Christians, you know, and that is not what God has called us to. He's called us to having Christ formed more fully on the inside of us. And so, Begin to really see those opportunities where something good happens. See them intentionally. Like, I want you to go through this week and look for those moments where some something good happens to somebody else. And be like, ooh, this is my time to intentionally so good into them. I'm going to bench press this weight. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to build that muscle. I'm going to exercise myself into godliness. And you're going to get swole in the spirit. And it's going to be awesome. <laughs> um, so begin to see those moments as opportunities. Um so, you know, like I said, I tell myself if God can be faithful to them, he can be faithful to me. Um, I often think about the example of standing in line at Chick-fil-A and like, all right, if good is coming towards them, I allow it to be a faith builder for me. I'm like, ooh, God was faithful to them. He's going to be faithful to me. I can, I can expect to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Like I allow it to build my faith as opposed to, um, you know, dampen my spirits. Um, and then this is the other thing I'd say, learn how to praise and worship in the face of complaining and sorrow. So like I said, those opportunities you're presented with a choice. Learn how to begin to praise God. Like, Lord, I just thank you for fulfilling your word to me. God, I thank you for your faithfulness to so-and-so God. I thank you that you are a faithful God. Like just begin to praise and worship because that kind of stuff is the opposite of of like what the enemy expects you to do, right? But it also changes the atmosphere around you. Sometimes we can... We can we can feel that like, oh, Lord, there goes another one, you know, another person getting engaged or whatever. Um, but begin to worship, begin to praise, because like I said, that's, I mean, it sounds weird, but it's like a laxative. Like it just gets that uk up out of you. Um same thing goes like you know when you talk about you pray for your enemies you pray for people that have slighted you you just pray for god's best for them that works up out that toxin in you that wants to to hold on to a fence the same thing goes with praise and worship like it works that yuckiness up out of you um, and so begin to to use that that's an opportunity to sow it's an opportunity to build muscle it's an opportunity um, to to uh, develop in your spirit praise worship um, and so i just encourage you guys to do that so That's that perspective. When you're a hater, that's the perspective. What are the things that you can do? So here's some things that you can do when you are a hater. (laughs) So one of the first things that I would say to do is pour out your heart to God. Um, I love the story. Jesus just like recently brought me back to the story of um Hannah and Samuel in first Samuel one. And so if you guys are if you aren't familiar with the story, um Samuel's mom. So her name is I think I think she's Hannah. I just read this. It's a shame that I can't I'm, you know how like you get put on the spot and you're like I knew this, but do I know it now? Um so um Hannah is married. I'm not even going to try to say her husband's name. I want to say it's like Elkanah, but you know, mm, not really 100% on that. Um but he's got two wives. One wife he has has plenty of children, you know. She's and as and, and those times, you guys know, like, that was a woman's worth. It was wrapped up in her ability to reproduce. Um, Hannah, however, had no kids, but her husband loved her. And he just could not understand, like, you know, aren't I better than, like, 10,000? Don't I love you more than 10 sons ever could? And she just had this desire. She just wanted a son. And his other wife would antagonize her and, like, oh, poor Hannah. Mm-hmm sucks for you doesn't it you know would just mess with her and she wouldn't eat and she would just sulk and cry and her husband tried to make it better like here's more food here's more this here's more that and she would just be embarrassed and you know all that kind of stuff but Hannah was really cool in that um this action right so she goes to the temple they go to offer their annual sacrifices or whatever or not whatever but they go to offer their annual sacrifices and she is just broken with grief and you know she's She's praying. She's speaking in her heart. Her lips are moving. She don't hear any words. And the priest, Eli, um, thought she was drunk. And he was like, how are you going to be drunk and stop? Get your life together, you know? And she says to him, no, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I was pouring out my soul before the Lord. Regard not your handmaid as a wicked woman, for out of my great complaint and bitter provocation I've been speaking." Um, and I think this is just so powerful because she was just laying it all out there. Um, and, you know, God's a big boy. Like, <laughs> God can handle hearing what's on your heart. And I I, I think he want. I believe with all my heart that he wants to hear what's on your heart. And I believe that because that's what the scriptures say. So let's uh, journey on over to Psalm 62, 8. All right. So Psalm 62, 8 says, Um, Trust in, again, there's that word, trust. Lean on, rely on, and have confidence in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts before him. God is a refuge for us, a fortress and a high tower. Selah. I love it. I love it. I love it because it's the word, but also because it just highlights again, you've got to trust Jesus. You have to trust the Lord. You've got to know his heart is good towards you. You've got to know his thoughts are peace and prospering you, not to harm you, not to leave you desolate without any help. That's never been his mind or his heart or his intentions towards you, no matter what your circumstances look like, feel like, seem like. God is, he's a refuge. He's a safe place, right? So you can pour your heart out to him. Um, Hopefully you have a person like this in your life where you're like, hey, I just, I, I gotta, I have to let loose. I just have to tell you what's going on. You're this, like, you have a person that's a safe place for you to bounce ideas off of. You know, they're not going to judge you if you tell them where you really are. You know, their, their heart is good for you. They're not going to sell you a line and watch you, you know, um, mess your life up. You have those people that are safe places. God is one of those people he's a safe place and so you can pour your heart out to him because he wants to hold that he wants to carry that he wants to know that and that builds relationship you know I don't tell people things that I don't trust or that I'm not in relationship with like that but the people that I am my mom is one of my best friends My brother, I have really great friends that I I go to church with that I grew up with. They know what's going on with me and that strengthens our relationship. They know me, they see into me, it builds intimacy, you know, um, and they're trustworthy people. And so that's a critical, vital part of our relationship with the Lord of knowing that we can trust him, knowing that God, I'm going to tell you this thing and you're going to be, you're still going to be good to me. You're not going to see me any different. You're not going to treat me any different. You are a safe place for me to unload. Right? Um, um, so that's one of the things we have to do. We have to trust that God is a safe place. We've got to pour our hearts out to him. We've got to be honest and there's room for that. There's so much that we were not meant to carry when it comes to the things that are going on on the inside of us that we weren't meant to hold from God. We actually, <laughs> I know for, for a fact that when I'm not being honest with the Lord, I am not my best self. I'm, I'm faking, and I'm not getting better. Like nothing's getting resolved, nothing's getting fixed. My strength is not renewed. None of that's happening. When I'm like, I got it. I'm holding down the hat, the batch of the hatches, whatever. I'm holding it down. I got it. <laughs> you know, when I'm, when I think I'm doing that, I'm crumbling, and I know it. It's just for some reason, I get in my head about it pour your heart out to the Lord. Be honest. Be transparent. Trust him. The other thing that you have to do, another thing to do, is to choose to turn the weight into a stronger muscle. We talked about this. See it as an opportunity um, to grow. So settle your soul down. Sow good seed. Rejoice with those who rejoice, even by faith when you're not feeling it. You're building muscle. Um, You know, we exercise ourselves unto godliness. That's how we get stronger. That's how maturity comes. That's how it happens. It doesn't happen by praying for maturity. God's like, cool, I'm going to give you an opportunity to mature, to develop a different um, response you know so much of our responses are like knee-jerk responses and God's like no 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 no. you've got to carve a new pathway in your mind you've got to have a new perspective you've got to have a new course of action and so see those as opportunities the last thing that I would say that you absolutely have to do and it's something that I'm relearning because I think I was really good at it when I first came to the Lord um, but God is reintroducing that to me is that you have to speak your faith right I think about all these instances of barren women of, you know, Ezekiel's dry bones is one of those stories that like it just keeps coming up. The Lord just keeps bringing it up from different people and just in different ways. Um, but in the story with the story of Ezekiel, Ezekiel 37, God told him to prophesy to the bones, speak to the bones. And so sometimes in our lives, when we find ourselves in places where we're wishing we were farther along or in a different season. It feels dry and it feels hopeless, you know, with all these barren women. They'd gone seasons, years, Elizabeth, um, Sarah, years, Hannah, years without having children, you know, and it had to look hopeless and it had to look like, is this ever going to happen? These were unlikely situations, um, impossible situations, right? Sarah was way past childbearing age and I have never yet heard of another story of a valley full of bones um, being resurrected. That, you know, still is is one for the books. But God is a God of the impossible. Um, dead things are his specialty. And so I just encourage you, begin to speak your faith over those things. Like, to just... I mean, like sit in those scriptures where the Lord is talking about, you know, Hannah's womb or talking about these dry bones and really picture what that had to have been like to be there. Like I had this mind bomb. Where I was like, God had to literally change the entire climate of Sarah's womb for it to be capable of bearing, of of, of, of building and then maintaining this atmosphere for a child to grow and to be born healthy. Like the, the Lord did that from hormones to the actual structure of her uterus like my brain I was like wow like god I had to really like get in there and do that <laughs> and so your situation is i don't think any more dead or hopeless than a 90 something year old woman's womb again Seemingly dead things are his specialty. So begin to speak the things that you want to see. Prophesy over your situation. Prophesy over that kid that's a challenge. Prophesy over that job situation that's not going how you want it to. Over that coworker that's antagonizing you. Over, you know, that relationship that's hard. Prophesy. Speak over those things. Speak those things that you desire to see because we are creative speaking beings, right? Whatever things you say, that show you have. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. It's, 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 it's there. The receipts are in the scriptures. Um, so exercise your, your power for good. Speak those things that be not as though they were. Um, so those are your to do things. If you are, I mean, Hey, listen, I just admitted, like I can be a hater, (laughs) um, but I hope this has encouraged you. Like One, I hope it's encouraged you to be honest with where you are if you find yourself in this space, um, because I think everybody finds themselves in a place where envy or jealousy is like trying to eat you up. Um, and so I, I hope you're encouraged. I hope you're encouraged to be honest and vulnerable before the Lord, to pour your heart out to Him. Um, I, I hope you go through this week. I pray you go through this week, seeing those moments as opportunities to sow good seed, to rejoice, to, to build that muscle, to... Um, to let Christ be fully formed in you. And ultimately I hope you, you come on the other side. I hope you get off the defensive and get on the offensive of speaking your faith over, over those hard and tough situations. So, um, that's my bit. We are gonna, you know, keep it rolling, keep it moving and talking about checking ourselves, um, into this month. August is here. Um, 2019 is coming (laughs) oh my goodness um but as always you know you have all this life in front of you um i'm really stirred up i just got out of a workshop about pursuing purpose and so um I'm just coming with fire and I'm, I'm intent upon finishing this year strong, you know, and the goals and the purpose and the passion and the things that God is calling me to. And so I just really encourage you to be intentional with whatever's in your heart, whatever God has called you to, whatever God is asking of you to just be a thousand percent in it and be faithful and diligent with it, um, because, you know, we can get weary and well doing. But, you know, if you quit, there's no way that you're going to ever see the manifestation of God's promises. And because we have his promises, it's as good as done. Like the end is that we win, period. So I just encourage you to hang in there and stay with it. Continue. Don't be weary. You're digging a well of of life, you know, for you, for those connected to you, for your generations, um, wherever you are and whatever you're doing. So. That's my encouragement that I hope you carry with you into the week. Um, If you haven't, you should definitely come follow us, the Walking Well podcast on Instagram under that name. Um, as always, please, 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 um, rate and review the podcast on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen, cause we're on Spotify y'all. Hey, and, uh, um, share, tell your friends, subscribe. If you haven't, what are you doing? Don't you want it to just come to you? It's easy. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm being hype. I'm sorry. I just, it's been a minute since it's just me and, me and you guys, right? So I, I just miss you. That's all. Anyway, I love you guys. Make it a boss. Well, it's the boss week because you're in it, but you know, boss it out. Be great. Represent the Lord, man, and do it well. See y'all. Bye.